0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Wednesday, July 22nd. And this is the program where we are trying to walk you through these very strange times and be your financial coach, your pat on the back, your um, resource when you have a question that is vexing you about your money. So if you have something that's going on, maybe you're going through a tough time because of the virus, maybe your life is basically unchanged financially because of the virus, Care, but what we would like is for you to send us a note. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com, and of course, you can reach us through our website, jillonmoney.com. That is where you find all of the stuff that we do, our articles, our old shows, TV appearances, and our great resource section that Mark has put together. So check it out, jillonmoney.com. Okay, this is a message from Roy who says, could you please explain the pros and cons of dividend or income investing? As a retiree, I've done well trading stocks for many years, but I know at some point I'll have to stop is it practical to try to live from dividend or income investing? If your opinion is yes, can you please explain the basics of doing so? I've seen so much controversial information on the issue. So the idea of creating a portfolio that will generate the income you need from it is different than just accumulating assets this is a longer conversation. And actually we're going to have a guest that is going to talk about bond investing with us. So I I want you guys to be psyched for that. But essentially the idea here is that when you're buying a stock that is poised for growth, you know, all you want it to do is to go from zero to a hundred as fast as possible. That's what you hope. But when it's dividend or income investing, you're buying a stock because of the dividend or the return of profits it is providing you. And also you're buying a bond for the income it's providing you from the coupon so when we think about the pros of this the pros are that it's a less uh, aggressive way to create a portfolio that has consistent income that can provide you with what you need but the con is that when you see the stock market zoom up and all these big growth stocks start to skyrocket you will not be able to actually see the the same kind of growth in your portfolio. So you would be foregoing growth in order to get a consistency of money coming into the portfolio. So here's what I will say to you, Roy. I'd love to talk to you more about this. Why don't you send us a little bit more about what's going on in your life, your portfolio, how much there is there, and we can try to get you a little bit more set up to see how you might position that portfolio to drive income. Try that out. Okay, Karen writes, I love your podcast. I listen to it during my morning and evening commute. My wife and I make about $170,000 a year. Due to COVID 19, my wife's salary decreased by eight hours per week and no paid holidays. Okay, not great, but not terrible. For me, my work is still paying in full, but we don't know what the future will be. At this time, we think we will continue to have a paycheck, but who knows what will happen in the fall and winter. I'm 38. My wife is 36. We both receive 401ks from our employers. My wife's match goes up to 6%. She puts 8% into the 401k Roth. For me, my employer doesn't match. I still put 6% into the uh, Roth 401k. We have about 80 grand each in traditional 401ks. Question. Should we convert our money to a Roth 401k? How much? I was thinking that we should convert the same amount as a reduction of my wife's salary. We both have separate Roth IRAs as well. We use it to the max. We haven't for the past couple of years because we wanted to build our emergency fund to one to two years of expenses. Okay, so here's the deal. Oh, listen to this. You know what? He also writes, because of you, I want to be a CFP and help out low-income families. Oh, that's so awesome. Here's the thing. If you have the money to pay the tax that would be due to convert some of your retirement assets into Roth, it may be good because especially if your tax bracket is pretty wide. At 170, okay, that means that you are right now in the 22% bracket, but if you start converting and it pops you over $171,051, you'll be in the 24% bracket. So if you're making 170 now, right, and maybe your wife's decrease drops you down, then yeah, you can do that. But you've got to have the money to pay for the taxes out of your non-retirement assets. Remember that. That's really, really important, okay? Um, here's a question from Don. Is it wise to consolidate a debt? If so, what company would I recommend? Um, No, I don't really like debt consolidations, Don. I really don't. I don't think that it makes a ton of sense. I actually don't think that it's worth the fee. And it can be very confusing. I was just talking to somebody who had a real problem with debt consolidation because once the debt consolidation company took over, there were some fees involved and Frankly, they're never going to negotiate with a a lender as well as you're going to negotiate. So I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. Okay, after this quick word from Policy Genius, we'll come back and answer a couple of your questions. Okay, you're back with Jill on Money. If you've got a financial question, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Or hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com, and there you can see that we have a little contact button. It's in the upper right-hand corner. Okay, Jeff writes, love the podcast. Great job. I've got $44,000 in savings, earning a mere 1%. I have $25,000 in a car loan at 3%. After three months on unemployment, I started a new job on the 16th. Wow, that's great. Fantastic. Okay. Should I take some of my savings and pay down or pay off my car loan? It doesn't seem that money is earning too much while in savings. So perhaps it's better to pay off the higher rate of the loan. I could easily pay off my credit cards each month. My wife and I have cut back on our purchases. The car was uh, purchased last December when we had a great consulting gig. It dried up because of COVID, and I went on unemployment for the first time in my life at age 50. Wow you know what? I wouldn't use the whole thing, but I mean, you got to leave yourself enough money and you do have a new job. So if you, presuming you have, if, if 44,000 represents more than a year, then I would take whatever it is, maybe I would take in excess of nine months of living expenses and use that to pay down the car loan. That's what I would do. Refinancing an auto loan is going to be nearly impossible. So I wouldn't do that. If there's anything else I'm missing, let me know. Okay. Here's a question. Oh, I can't pronounce this name, but I'm going to call you Suri. How about that? My wife and and I live in the state of Wisconsin. Our combined gross yearly income is about a hundred thousand dollars. Both of us are turning 65 At the same time, we'll be reaching our full retirement age for Social Security next year, and then we'll start taking our benefits. We don't have any plans of quitting our jobs. Both of us have pension benefits as well. I'm thinking of starting the pension benefits now. My wife's will not kick in until she finishes. Do you think I should start taking pension benefits or not? We don't need the money at the time, but the pension benefits will not increase much either. We don't want to pay a lot in taxes either on the additional 15 grand a year. What should we do? don't take it. Don't add to your income. I would not do that. I would wait. And just, it's only a year. Wait, be patient. It's great to say like, oh, I'm not paying the, you know, I'm, I'm getting the money, but you know, whatever money you're getting is going to be taxed. And it's real. it's only one year. I don't think you should do that. All right. That is it. That's the program. Yet another fantastic program. We always so appreciate your your emails, and we try to make this a little bit more fun along the way because it is stressful times, and, and I know it. this is serious stuff that we're all dealing with. So thank you so much for listening. Please do go to the website, jillonmoney.com. There, you can subscribe to this podcast if you don't already do so. And if you wouldn't mind, could you leave us a rating? That would be so nice, and a review too. Mark says it works want to thank you and, of course, remind you to please wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and please try to do something nice for somebody else today. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.